This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Let's go. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are talking about personal freedom. Um, <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? Like, how you? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, he got me. I was, I, that yeah. doesn't happen often, but it, that one I felt. I was like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Okay, do that yeah. thing. Beatbox yeah. man, you going to spin on your head and break your neck? <laughs> no, I'm... Okay. Okay, Bishop. Okay, Bishop. You having fun, man. You, that low blow. Just get back on topic, man. Just go. You're right. You're right. For those of you that are unfamiliar with uh, what that's about, there's an episode I can't even remember. I wish I could because I would love to point you right there to yeah, it. Yeah, you uh, don't remember. Go ahead. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, we're talking Keep about going. personal freedom. We're trying to help y'all get personally free. Um, BJ feels a certain way. I feel a certain way. Sir, what, what you got? Yeah, you know, oftentimes we are we are in a society right now where we are losing institutional trust. And, you know, institutions give us our cues for normalcy, or they tell us what we're supposed to do and where we're supposed to go. And JP, when you lose trust in an institution, that makes it easy for you to understand life and your purpose and your direction. Now you just kind of stuck as an individual. And your little individual self has never spent enough time with yourself to understand who you are in a way that means something in the world, right? And so, yeah, so we're why talking you gotta hit about him with, the, with the black mama, your little success, like your little, like, why you got to hit him with the little, like, I'm just so saying mean. society, listen, I, I hey, hey, listen, I'm, I just have to be honest with them. You're right. You're right? right. Yeah. I'm like, y'all really not paying attention. And now that Rona has hit, now that people have been laid off massively, right? You realize that you don't have personal freedom because you don't know who you are. So today we want to discuss what does it mean to be personally free? Um, how do you know you're in a healthy experience of that? What does that mean? So I'll open us up with an illustration on just personal freedom, right? Um, so, you know, when you think about it, JP, you think about the idea of being personally free. Do you remember that um, there was a story, used to be a story about um, this, uh, this this dude who was adopted by monkeys? You remember this? <laughs> I don't know where this is. You remember the story? I'm listening, bro. I'm here. I'm you remember here. this? I don't know. I'm sorry, it wasn't monkeys, it was wolves. It okay, was yes. Kid. Okay. Was a, I was like, I heard that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a baby who was adopted by wolves, right? Okay, okay. And there was a baby, I thought it was monkeys and wolves, right? <laughs> it was an animal. It was an animal, indeed. And this this child like took on, like this mother wolf found a baby and a pack of wolves raised a child. And they ran like a wolf, 
They barked like a wolf. They ate like a wolf. And then one day they realized they, that they were not fully a wolf, that they were a man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think happens to a lot of us when we mature over time in certain things, JP. We realize that who we thought we were, who we were told we were that we were, that in fact, that as we matured over time, we were not, right? And none of it makes sense anymore. So I think that we're entering this place in life and society where you've done all these things all of this time. And now for the first time, it doesn't make sense, right? And so when I think about personal freedom, personal freedom is understanding who you are so you can begin to understand where you're going. You like that? I like it. Sounds good. Yeah. Talk about a time when you were in personal bondage. Uh, I mean, it was like the day I met you. I feel like. <laughs> I didn't, hey, listen. Uh-huh. And the day you met me, you got free. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, what I got. <laughs> yeah, you got free. You was like, I was free. Uh-huh. I was like, listen, go out yonder. Go out there, yonder. Uh-huh. <laughs> on the river. Go uh, out yonder on the river. Yeah, now you guys, you start getting free. I said, okay. take them shackles off your feet. Eyes <laughs> <I just> can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> carry uh, on, carry on, man. Talk it, about a time of personal bondage, man. Go ahead. Um, you got a bunch of them. Listen, selling cars, the dock, books, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you you just remember you start these things. You know what I'm saying? You started. And I'm not gonna say I'm gonna end it, but I'm just saying, just 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 remember. Uh, go ahead. Hey, go ahead. It's bro. all go fun ahead. and games. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Until I'm, somebody's thick. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about personal bondage, man. <laughs> I'm, Go trying. Ahead. I'm trying. I'm trying. What's the time? You trying to insult me, then <laughs> I can't take it. Um, so yeah. So um, I think for me in uh, this, just again, Rona life. You know, all these things we got going on around us. Um, I have I have spent a lot of time in life being concerned about other people's ideas, and what I mean by that is that I. I'm a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ. And when you're a part of a faith, you have people that are supposed to be able to guide you in your faith as you come to the faith, as you're learning certain things, so on and so forth. The Christian faith, quote unquote, Christian is one that is about mentorship. It's about, you know, it's about a discipleship or whatever the case may be. And so I took on a bunch of thoughts and ideas that were foreign to me as an individual because I was, quote unquote, being discipled and led by people who were led and discipled by people who were led and discipled by people that had bad information from the beginning. So when it, by the time it got to me, this information is so bad, it, it just warped my mind in such a way that I just I didn't know up from down at, some, at a point in time. And so not until I got free from these bad ideas was I able to find personal freedom. I was, I was constantly concerned about my ethnicity. I was concerned about my hair. I was concerned about the way I dressed. I was concerned about the way I talked. I was concerned about... Uh, uh, you know, where I lived, how I lived, what I did, what I drank, what I ate. Like, it was just so many things that had nothing to do with my faith or with the faith that I was trying to have, but because I was being oppressed by these thoughts and these people's opinions and these things that were culture and that had nothing to do with the text, I was I was lost and confused. And so mm. recently, uh, those shackles, you know, I mean, I guess it's been a process for years, but I'm really at a point now we'll, we can talk about later that I'm like, IDGAF, bro. Like, I don't, I, what, what, what you say, IDGAF, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a Frankfurter uh, about people, some certain people's concerns, about their thoughts, about the way of thinking, about their culture, about their whatever, because that, that, that don't mean nothing to me. And I had to get to the place where it literally meant nothing to me. And I have no problems telling people, hey, what you say and what you think, 
I don't care about. I do, it doesn't matter. As strong, as wrong as you want to be, as loud, as forceful as how many scriptures you want to point to, you're wrong. And it's okay that you're wrong and you're not going to convince me otherwise. Um, so anyway, before I, you know. No, listen, you're doing great. Doing great. Thanks. Doing great, man. I'm proud. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks. Listen, the day you met me, you started experiencing freedom. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get that's, that right. That that's, might be what you a, told your wife, but that don't nah, work. <laughs> that nah. game don't work over here. Hey, listen, listen. Now nah, the evidence is there. The fruit is uh, there. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there we go. The fruit is there. Right, there listen, go. I'm not new to this. I'm gonna go to this. So what I was gonna say, um, <laughs> times of personal bondage, uh, is very similar, man. I um came to a new transform experience. In my faith, I came from a culture of, you know, very high, dense populations, um, fast, big city life. And I was a man. I really was. I was like, a very man pop- or the man? Uh, I was the man. Okay. And very popular, you know, just growing and influence, just all the stuff, like what it was. Well, I got involved in this subculture and that all disappeared, right? So, and and rightfully so, right? But I think what I realize about it and just even talking about personal bondage is I I got involved in every piece of me that, you know, had value and merit prior to being involved was being like, it, it was just, it didn't mean anything. And it's interesting because people were willing to put on, give me their new customs, their new culture, tell me what was right, what was wrong, all these different things. And basically said in a lot of ways Hey, nothing about where you come from, what you've experienced, what you've seen, even matters unless you bring um, more people into this experience. And so I think that I didn't realize it was bondage until time occurred and different aspects of myself, my personhood from where I'm from um, were not being able to be expressed. And it was weird because I started saying, why is this a problem? Right? What did I do? Why did I do? What did I do wrong? And I think for me, one of the greatest challenges, you know, has been the fact that you know I bring a different way of of experiencing life, and every time, you know, I've been very, very clearly made known that's not acceptable. That's not going to work. You're not going to be these things. And JP, I, I recognized that I was in bondage when I started seeing that in order to be accepted at a certain light. I had to become like someone who, you know, my creator had not made me to be. And so, yeah, so I think for me, the first sign was like, oh, I got to kill everything. It's like everything. You got to become something new. And now I'm wearing somebody else's clothes. (laughs) Now I'm talking like somebody else, making inflections. And the reality of it was I had already known what it meant to have value in the world prior to being in the subculture. But because I didn't know who I was, I entered into a space spiritually um, of personal bondage, not personal freedom. So, JP, how do you see people, our culture, our society, you know, because there's a lot of ways to enter into personal bondage. How do you see us getting into personal bondage? It's, it's not a cut and dry situation. And I say that because a lot of the stuff that happens to us that keeps us personally bound um, isn't very, it isn't obvious. Um, It doesn't just say, hey, by the way, I'm about to bind you. You find yourself in situations and places where you you think that um, what you're being taught or the information you're being given is valid, that that it's real, that it matters, that it's 
good, that it's good for you. Um, and once you get to that place uh, and you recognize and realize that, oh, this, this ain't it. Um, well, before I even get there, you get fed, 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 fed stuff. Because that's what it's about life. You, you're born a baby. All you, all you know how to do is drink milk. And sometimes you don't even do that right. Like if, you're, if, you're, if you've ever been around women that are learning how to breastfeed, it's on the baby. The baby don't know how to latch on. So our life is based on learning, 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 getting information, being given information, growing, 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 so on and so forth. Um, so we just assume in life, when, when we go to school, we assume they're giving us good and factual information. When we join institutions, we just assume they're giving us good and factual information. When we go to, the, you know, our uncles, that's like, yo, listen to this Snoop album. You're like, oh, this must be okay. You, you, assume, <laughs> that you, know, you assume that he's giving you good information, good. right? Good. And so um, when it comes to just the, 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 the idea of personal freedom is that, man, like, we get indoctrinated with so much stuff in our life that it's very hard to know what's true and actual and factual uh, without doing the research. If we're left to our own devices of believing anything and everything that we come across is true and factual. And so until we get to the point where we take personal responsibility and start digging, start asking questions, start doing research and all that, you know, so on and so forth, uh, we're, we're just going to be stuck. We're going to be in a space. We're going to be a place where we just, we, we wake up one day and be like, what the heck just happened? Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't happen. Yes. Yeah, Good. That's actually a really strong perspective. And it's really encouraging for you to say that is that growth and personal freedom takes personal investigation. And it's interesting because I think that let me just go another way in personal bondage. So I think some of it is, you know, institutional, right? That we have this idea that institutions and you just assume people just know they're around here. I'm part of it. They're heading. I guess they know. Right. And it must be good. I also see another way of personal bondage that we do not speak about. And it is personal bondage through groupthink. Right. So just because the issue of the day, cancel culture, says we're going to cancel you if you don't believe and say and agree to these things. Therefore, um, we believe that that issue is a valid way of seeing it. And what I would say is that is very dangerous. Because what it says is, if we all agree to this thing, and if you don't agree, we can counsel you, that that is the way, deductively, that is the um, objective thing or the way, that the lens by which we need to view that item. And I would say, we don't agree with, with that in terms of how the society at large viewed you know, people of color as animals for 300 years. Right. Uh, maybe still to this day, but we're not going to go there. It's another show. Right. Another time. So again, just because everybody thinks the same way doesn't mean that it's leading to freedom. And, I, and what I would say is I challenge the notion for me that people think that they're free, right? You can think, oh, well, I'm just free and I can, I can freely express all of these things because of groupthink. I think that that's another form of bondage, right? That it's an unconscious form of bondage that you are not, as an individual, taking the time to say, how does this have a good um, objective outcome? How does this impact a society? How does this true throughout history? How does this true throughout family? How does this speak to a, a, a worldview in some type of form of creation? If we are created, then a creator created us. And I think because we have not spent enough time doing it, we can think that we are moving towards personal freedom and what we do and how we do it. You hear that 
I was about to say they coming yeah, for you, bro. I know, they you know, are. They're trying I heard to... you pause. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. They yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, that's the alarm. They telling people wake up. If you hear you wake, you need to wake up. Wake right? up. We got some. Yeah, for you. You, yeah. You need to wake up. Um, but it 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 can in itself become a new form of bondage, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I want to say to those of us who are listening is that part of bondage is not just being a part of a certain type of you know, conserved institution and you listen and do everything with no thought, sometimes bondage is just doing what groups do with no thought, no consideration of the impact of what it has. And now you find yourself in a situation that does not live up to your expectations. So I think that's another way we get into bondage is we don't even take enough time to assess and to evaluate groupthink. Um, and what it is that they're promoting. Uh, can I let us pause very quickly and say this? BBU Nation, if you're listening to this right now, thank you so much. Would you pause just for one moment? Would you hit that subscribe button? Um, would you um, leave us a review on this podcast? We we highly value those reviews. We read those reviews. Thank you guys so much. And then lastly, would you share this with five people who could be interested in this conversation around personal freedom? So, okay. Thank you, BBU Nation. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, Our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Listen, that was really, that was really like, I really thought you were going to say, hey, can I take a moment to ask people to get the bail money together? Because they're outside my door, they're knocking, they're coming to get me. And I yeah. really just need y'all to put your monies together. I thought that's what that's was it. coming. I thought that, you know. Hey, listen, it's the same thing. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, JP. Go ahead. Go ahead, JP. Go uh, ahead. Nah, man, I think, like, people... And again, so, you know, I've been on my high horse for a little bit now. And just, like, I, I'm not trying to be so cut and dry and just, like, people are stupid. But people are stupid. Like, we're dumb. Like, we're 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 sheep. We follow. We believe. We just... just Anybody can tell us anything. They can say up is down, down is up. And we're like, you're right. Um, and so I think we have to, uh, understand what you're saying and understand the severity of what you're saying. Like, like people, you can't, like what you just said is not some flippant thought that just should just be entered into haphazardly. Um, because the idea thereof is like so much of our, if we're talking about personal freedom, so much of our freedom is bound in the idea of what other people tell us is free freedom is. That's right. And when you're in a space, when you're in a place, when you're living a life to where your freedom is based on what somebody else says your freedom is or tells you what your freedom is, you find yourself in a in a society, in a space, in groups, in places that aren't beneficial for you. 
And again, the thing I preach over and over again on this podcast is like, like personal responsibility to understand things, to learn things, to like, if someone says Bernie Sanders is a socialist and you have mm. no idea what a socialist is, and you're like, Bernie, he's a socialist. And I'm like, bro, I've been to socialist countries. I've lived in socialist countries. I've had experience with socialism. And there's some things that socialism has right. But if you just believe, you know, and I'm not promoting one thing right now, I'm just talking about this sentiment, the ideas and how we just believe a certain thing because somebody says something. And like, you know, like, if you actually, you know, some of our listeners, well, that's my heritage, your heritage. Well, what is your heritage? I don't know, but that's my heritage. If you can't answer a question about why Bernie Sanders is a socialist, what's wrong with socialism? What's wrong with your heritage? What's wrong with blah, 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 blah? What's wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like anything. Um, and that's not a dig at, you know, conservatives or left liberals or whatever. I'm just, I'm just giving examples, tangible examples of our time of our day. And if you can't articulate what it is, why you're against something or what it is you're for something or, or why it is that you believe a certain belief, then you're a fool. Like you're bound to, to, to you're not free. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think even as we start moving towards practical application of freedom, right? How do you get free? That's uh, the thing that people long for. JP, you really are, you're hitting on something is, and it's this, is you really need to think about why you believe what you believe, right? One of the errors that I see in some of my uh, non-melanated friends is they believe they have thought it all out. They know it all. Um, they they have it. seen. They've they've understood all of these worldviews. They can tell you about fascism and Marxism and socialism and all these different things. And the problem is they have thought about these things void of the of the witness and the voice of people outside of their cultural context. And I th- I think that sometimes it's not just a it's not just have you considered it and you thinking about it. Have you thought about it from the perspective of women? from minorities, from people of color, from people who've experienced, uh, people who are same-sex attracted, from people who are marginalized. Like you have to, because of the world and where it is, you have to be able to look at history in your points of views in context of humanity, right? And so I think just one of the application points to me is it's not just about your silo of thought if you want to gain personal freedom and to begin to live out a liberated life. It is being able to say, I am thinking along the lines of a diversity of thought, and I'm coming to, I'm trying to come to a healthy conclusion, right? And so that's the first application. It's like, again, I hear you. There's an opposite extreme. On one side, there's groups of us who have a viewpoint that's simply just an echoed sentiment of what somebody said, right? Somebody said it, and then we just move along with it with no thought. And then there is another side that believes that because they have thought about this thing and have explained it and heard it, but they've done so in an echo chamber of people who only look like them and only think like them, then now they don't. there's no even need to consider, right? Those people are just as much in bondage as the people who are running to a sentiment towards freedom. And so what I would say, practical application, is that every person has to have humility. We all need to come to the table and say, I think I know some things, but I'm willing to learn more. I'm willing to understand different perspectives. And so this is part of the personal freedom. JP, what else can we do to start gaining personal freedom? Uh, Stop caring what people think. Um, Okay. What do you mean? Like I said it before. I don't have to give a 
hooting tooting about what you call it food truck. You <laughs> said, I don't give a food truck. I don't give a food truck. IDGA food truck uh, about what certain people think, right? And so what I mean by this very seriously is like, bro, like I am a black man, quote unquote black man, African American, African descendant of slave. I might be Native American. I know I have a white man in me somewhere or in my lineage uh, somewhere. Sure. You uh, absolutely do. Right? No, I, I, mean, I know for a fact. So nobody asked you, Thompson. Nobody asked you. I'm going to start referring to you as Thompson for, me for, for the next three episodes. You'll be Thompson. Uh, Go ahead, man. So, Carry on. Anywho. Um, so the idea is that, bro, like, I literally could give a food truck about what somebody thinks it means to be a Christian that doesn't have my experience, that looks through the world through the lens of Western Christianity, who has been indoctrinated by Calvin and Luther and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Like I, you're, to me, I already know what you're going to say. I know where you're going to come from. I understand the perspective that you have and your perspective is culture. It's not, it's not Jesus. It's not the God of the Bible. It's not the, the, the bronze skinned homeless uh, Jesus that went about that, that didn't have a place to rest his head. Um, it's not that. Right. Unless we have a conversation, I get to know you and I can trust your vantage point uh, when it comes to um, news and what's fake news and what's real news and what's fake news and what's you know what I'm saying? Like, fake I, news. I, bro, I don't care what you have to say. I know how to go to the library if I need to. I know how to go to the Internet. I know how to do research. I know how to search myself. I'm not going to argue with you about uh, uh, vaccinations. My wife used to work for the CDC. I know how to read. I know how to read facts. I know how to read papers. I know how to read publications. I don't care what you think or what you feel. I, I can get facts on my own. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that people can't speak into my life. I'm not saying that people don't have information for me, but I literally don't have to lose sleep and cry and complain and be concerned about what other people think, especially when it's just what they think. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we're too busy caught up wor working towards people's approval wanting to have people uh, uh, trust us and love us and, and speak these things that, that sound like them because it, then we, we can sit at their tables and we've talked about that. But at the end of the day, man, I am too old and I have my own family and children to raise to allow them to wallow in the foolishness that is somebody's opinion. Ooh, bro, listen to this. I am challenged by that because I come out of these places that think because somebody in power said it, it must be true. And listen, come on, I reject bro. that come notion. Reject I reject that, that notion. notion. I on. reject the notion. I think that that is personal freedom when you know who you are and you know who you are in your full narrative and story. That's freedom. I'm not defined by the people who despise me and limit my narrative to what they believe, right, is putting me in my place. No, you don't put me in my place. We can have a dialogue, but you don't get to put me in my place. Because of a position, because of a title, or because of an ecosystem that has constructed a false narrative of you being all-knowing, all-seeing, all-wise. So I think personal freedom application point comes from you knowing and owning your full story. Right. I'm going to give you one quick nugget and we're going to close with this. So, JP, I had to start saying, especially coming into these subcultures that I've had to walk away from for, for various reasons, outgrowing them and for some predatory behavior. So one of the things that, that came to me was I started I had to start saying I have been giving credit to people, either a relationship or of subcultures or institutions 
by saying that the goodness of my life started when I came here, right? What I realized about it was that when I owned my full narrative, my full story, and all of my all of me, goodness didn't start when I met you. Goodness started when I was created in my mother's womb, right? And because I embrace that now, I don't look at goodness only happening here because if, if I leave here, that means goodness has left my life, right? Goodness starting in the womb means that this was a chapter, not the book. And my personal freedom comes by not trying to villainize the people who I was a part of in life, but it's simply humanizing them and saying, you are just another human being, right? So personal freedom is when we can not deify, villainize, or demonize people, but begin to humanize them and recognize you're just another man. You're just another woman and you have unique talents and gifts and so do I. Right. And that's how we gain personal freedom. Um, anything else, JP, that you would say um, if, if we're longing to get this help? What would you say that we need to do in order to, to get some personal freedom? What, what do you think we need to do to get some personal freedom? Practically? Two, two things. One is you have to question everything. And I don't mean that in some vague sense of just being a rebel. What I mean is like any information you get. If you can't follow the source to the source to the source to the source, it's like writing a book. Maybe I'm at an advantage because I, you know, I went to college and I, I had a research-driven major or whatever. Yeah, I it, me major. Listen to what I'm saying. Thompson, Thompson, Thompson. I had a research major. Thompson, please. So I don't even know that to just now. Research major. Go ahead. Anyway, so what they teach you is like when you're looking for facts and information, you're looking for firsthand sources, right? You have if you, if I tell you that the sky is blue and I reference a book, and you go to that book and that book some is some that some like an ebook that somebody wrote and just put online. That's not a first. We're not we're not trusting that source. Although now people use Wikipedia in their in their documents and in their essays and research papers, and I'm confused. But anyway, you have to look and look and look and look. And one thing that I've learned as and this is me as as an individual and as a black man, quote unquote black man that has a, an international experience. People have told me things that was passed on from people that hated people like me. Hmm. And I have accepted what they said as truth. Because again, like you said, because they're authority, because they're this, because they're that. And what do I look like telling this same information to my children without questioning it, without researching it, without figuring out what it is? It doesn't matter if it's food. It doesn't matter if it's faith. It doesn't matter if it's it's personal freedom, the stuff we're talking about, just, just reading books and having information. You have to be, you have a personal responsibility to know the information and the sources and the documents that this stuff comes from. Because there are people out here who are evil, who have no good intentions. It doesn't matter what faith that they say they have or what group they belong to, whatever the case may be. And they will say some things that are downright wrong and will pass that on as truth. And we will pass that information, pass that information, pass that information. Just like something as simple as like recycling grease. I don't know why grandma recycled grease. But once you try something one time, that's done. You're, you're, you're eating cancer after that. If you re, reuse that grease, you're done. So sometimes you got to say, hey, grandma, I'm just, we're going to have to throw this grease out. You know what I'm saying? We have to responsibly recycle it. So anyway, with information, it's the same thing. The other thing is there's a website you can go to, buildabetterus.com. Go to Get Involved. Go to Life Coach. And find a life coach that's going to give you the game, that's going to help you reach your personal freedom uh, goals and so that you can live your best life. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Again, if you're listening, BBU Nation, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. 
JP's giving all the game right now. Hit that share button. Share, share this with five people who've never heard of the podcast. This is how we grow. It's by you guys sharing this podcast and leave us a review. Um, because our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.